On Thursday, Mario Cristobal said this about recruiting. It feels like we're just getting started because we feel a second really strong wave is coming. So is that wave going to start this weekend? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus and longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we get to the second wave, I do want to remind you guys, and maybe some of you are hearing this for the first time, If in case you missed it, Miami did take an L this morning, Friday morning in recruiting. We've been expecting this for the last few days. Now, on Monday, I was expecting this player to commit to Miami to come play O-line on Mario's wall. But then on Tuesday, we started to see the smoke signals that it wasn't going to go Miami's way. Olaus Allenen. Four-star offensive tackle from Connecticut by way of Helsinki, Finland. He chose the Alabama Crimson Tide this morning. He made his announcement around 9 a.m. on the 24-7 Sports YouTube stream, and he's going to the Crimson Tide. Talked about it being his dream school. Um, Alabama had been the favorite for him for some time, a little earlier in the recruiting process, as recently as about a month ago, then it looked like Miami became the favorite. Miami got a Steve Wiltfong crystal ball, and then he took it away and he flipped it over to Alabama a couple of days back. And so, yeah, as expected this morning, Olaus Allenen decided to take his talents, not to South Beach, but to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So listen, it's it's disappointing. We brush it off and move on. I had taken a, a very personal liking to this player because he's got a ton of upside, a lot of raw upside growing up in Europe. You don't get the same sort of polished offensive line training as you would be stateside. So uh, I think he's going to end up being a great one. And, you know, he's not going to be our great one. So I already know we're going to get Alabama Crimson Tide fans in the comments today. Like, Y'all were talking that trash about Saban getting stuffed in a locker. Who's getting stuffed in the locker now? Good for Saban. On this one, Nick Saban stuffed Mario Cristobal in the locker, okay? Um, I'm obviously not worried about Miami's offensive line class. I mean, let's not forget who they've already got. They've already got the headliner of the class verbally committed, the top tackle in the country in Francis Maui Goa, who then shows up at the Under Armour Future 50 event last week and absolutely dominates and obliterates the competition. That dude is special. So Miami already has him in the class. Um, let's also remember when we're talking offensive line, these things can change. We know that. We've seen it happen in Miami's favor and against Miami already in this cycle when you talk about players favored to pick a certain school. But let's not forget, Miami is strongly favored to land a verbal commitment from Samson Okunlola, who is the third-ranked offensive tackle in this class, higher-ranked than Mr. Allenin, uh, and he's a consensus five-star. 
So unless that changes, and we know it can, I'm not expecting that one to change because I think he's pretty solid. I think Samson Okunlola is pretty solidly committed to the U. But unless that one changes, uh, I can let the Olaus Allen and things slide without losing a whole whole lot of sleep over it. Um, you know, so I think what happened during the week with Olaus Allen, and this is what I was told on Tuesday when the tide or the crimson tide started turning in Alabama's favor for him. Nick Saban really ramped it up for Olaus. Um, I was told, and this is a quote, that Saban was going all in for him because uh, he didn't want to lose another recruiting battle with Miami because he's lost a couple of those in recent weeks. He's lost a couple of big-time recruiting battles with Miami and with Ohio State already, and this is a player that Nick Saban really coveted, really wanted, and... Um, Saban, of course, excellent recruiter. What Nick Saban wants, he usually gets. Uh, he's missed on a couple, but he got this one. I thought this week, though, from Nate the Cane, he says, not worried about the Bama pick, talking about Allenin. We used to lose recruits to West Virginia. It's Doesn't that put it in perspective, right? Like, when you're out there recruiting, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you're Alabama, you're going to lose some recruiting battles to Ohio State and Georgia uh, and even USC now because, like Miami, USC is up and coming again. And obviously, if you're Miami, you can't get everyone. You're going to lose some of your targets. Some of your targets are going to go to LSU instead of Miami. Some of your targets are going to go to Ohio State or Bama in this case. That's just going to happen. There's enough talent to go around that these big-time recruiting monsters – are not going to miss out on everybody, nor are any of them going to land every player that they want. But if you're talking about losing players to other schools, Nate DeCane is 1 million percent right. I'd much rather be losing a recruiting battle here and there to the likes of Bama and LSU than losing recruiting battles. No disrespect to the Mountaineers, of course, but I'd much rather be losing battles to Bama than losing recruiting battles to West Virginia. Now Miami's taking players out of West Virginia in the transfer portal, and they're not losing any recruiting battles to them, not now and not anytime soon. So, and, and, and like anything, and everything that I've seen today on social media has been pretty classy. After Olaus made his announcement, picking the Crimson Tide over the Hurricanes, keep it classy. You're talking about a 17-year-old young man who just made argue could be I don't I don't know his personal life but this could be the biggest decision he's had to make in his life at this point right I'm sure you know leaving Finland to play high school in Connecticut was a big one but now committing to a college that's a big decision he decided for whatever reason Alabama is the best place for him and you know it's a juggernaut of a program let him ride with that decision let's wish him the best wish him well and I hope I hope he ends up doing an awesome job there because he seems like a great dude and his family seems fantastic. So, no, Olaus Allen will not be a hurricane. But, yeah, I will remind you, Miami's still favored to land five-star tackle Samson Okunlola. Uh, I think Miami is going to ramp up their recruitment for four-star, six-foot-seven offensive tackle Monroe Freeling, who I really like. And I've heard he really likes Miami. Like, I've heard he wants to be a cane. And we're not out of it for Peyton Kirkland. We'll talk a little bit about that. So that ties into this second wave. When Mario Cristobal was on WQAM from ACC kickoff on Thursday morning, and he said, it feels like we're just getting started in recruiting because we feel a second really strong wave is coming. 
I do believe that wave is going to start this weekend. And on Saturday, Miami has a trio of targets who are announcing their destination. I think the Hurricanes go at least one for three here. If the balls bounce a certain way, the crystal balls, Miami could go three for three here. Um, one for three, though, is what I'm expecting. And let's start with the one that I firmly believe Miami is going to get a verbal commitment from on Saturday, July 23rd, when he makes his announcement, four-star linebacker Malik Bryant. I believe he will be a Miami Hurricane, and the Fong balls and the Crystal balls do agree with me on that one. Six foot two, 235 pounds. Malik Bryant is a great young man, and he's already got great size and physicality and versatility on that football field. Uh, he's a very well-rounded linebacker. Uh, he's a four-star, but almost a borderline five-star. He's the 57th rated recruit in the entire country, according to the 24-7 composite. So he's a highly touted four-star player. It's kind of like Jaden Rashada or even Jaden Wayne, who recently lost that fifth star. But these are guys who are four stars, but they're upper, upper echelon four stars kind of knocking on that door five stars and Malik Bryant is the fourth rated linebacker in the class of 2023. He's a natural pass rusher, very good in pass coverage as well. That's why I talk about his well-roundedness. Uh, we had a conversation about Malik Bryant with Larry Bluestein earlier this week. He joined us on our Wednesday episode and Larry brought up a good point that when you think about players committing to certain spots, you also have to think about the scheme fit Right. I mean, what defense or offense do players feel like they thrive best in? Because that should be part of the decision making process. And Kevin Steele's scheme fits Malik Bryant very well. So that's a natural fit for him. And Blue also brought out that something that's got to be very attractive for Malik Bryant. I'm sure it was attractive for Raul Aguirre as well, who uh, another stud linebacker who just committed to Miami within the past week. It's got to be very attractive to Malik Bryant knowing Miami has such a need at linebacker so the day this guy arrives on campus assuming and hoping he picks miami tomorrow and then he arrives on campus i would imagine the following spring spring of 2023 if it all goes as planned he's going to know the second that he steps foot on green tree if i live up to my end of the bargain and i work my butt off and play hard i could be in the mix to get on the field snap of a finger immediately like, I could be in the mix, if not as a starter, maybe not as a starter, but I'm going to be a rotational guy probably the first year. I don't even have to redshirt here because Miami has such a need at linebacker. Uh, I think a linebacker revolution has started at Miami, and this is going to be part of that Mario Cristobal second wave in recruiting. You know, Miami already has Washington and Aguirre, and Aguirre is a stud. I can't emphasize that enough. And Malik Bryant is a stud. So if Malik Bryant commits... And by the way, I'm not sleeping on Wesley Besaint either, who's uh, going to be a true freshman this coming year. So he's going to be a young linebacker, you know, for the next couple of years, kind of a part of that linebacker revolution. And even if Malik Bryant does commit, somebody was asking me about this on Twitter. I think Miami could very well take a fourth in this class, a fourth linebacker. And that could possibly, I think a name to watch there could be Stan Quan Clark from Killian. There's been a lot of feedback about mutual interest between he and Miami. So the Hurricanes could end up with 
four really strong linebackers in this class because I like Washington too, and I think he's a little bit underrated. He's a Killian guy as well, so he and Stan Quan Clark could end up coming in this class together. So this is going to be a heck of a linebacker class, you know, and and yeah, I'm going to be, I'm always nervous when players have the hats in front of them. We don't know which they're going to put on. I'm always nervous before they reach for that Miami hat. And I don't know if he's going to pull a Raul Aguirre and like do the fake out with a few different, I don't know. I hope he doesn't do that because it really messes with my blood pressure. Uh, but I am expecting Malik Bryant to pick Miami. And, uh, and that's going to be such, first of all, credit uh, to, Charlie Strong for the recruiting work that he's been putting in behind the scenes because, yeah, he's tireless with what he's doing to try and revolutionize this linebacking core. And I think it's going to end up being a heck of an offensive line class. So, all right, so Malik Bryant, I am expecting. There's two other big-time names who are Miami targets announcing tomorrow. We'll talk about Miami's chances when it comes to Janelle Aguero, one of the top safeties in the country, and Peyton Kirkland. Another one of the top offensive tackles in the country. We're going to hear their verdicts tomorrow, but let's talk about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? It started this week. Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. It's available this week on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube. And we are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, one more note on Bryant, because I was asked this on Twitter. And by the way, you guys can tweet the show day and night at Locked on Canes. Tweet us at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us, we will follow you back. You can also follow my personal at Alex Dono, Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. -N -N -O. Our pal Hurricane Keys tweeted to me. He says, I know Florida is pushing hard for Malik Bryant, but do you think the picture of little Billy Napier is a cause for concern for his announcement? I believe he is still a cane, but these things change so quickly. He's right about things changing quickly. Um, in the case of Malik Bryant, I told you I'm expecting him to announce Miami on Saturday, and I'm sticking by that. Um, I haven't heard any feedback about Florida that makes me concerned for him. I haven't, um, on the Florida message boards, I'm not on them personally because life is way too short to waste my time with those weirdos, but on the Florida message boards, I I've heard, they think they're getting everybody right. Everybody's a slam dunk. Cormani McLean's a slam dunk. I don't think it's going to play out that way for him. He doesn't announce anytime soon. But I think I'm expecting Cormani to go to either Bama or Miami once he announces. We'll see. A lot can he may not announce till around signing day. So a lot can happen between now and then. Some Florida people really think they're landing Janelle Aguero. It's like they don't live in the same galaxy that we live in. Like I, I try to live my life in reality. The Florida people live their life in some other dimension, somewhere in the multiverse with Doctor Strange. But 
is that obviously Florida, Florida loves to go after Orlando players. And that's where Malik Bryant is from Jones high school in Orlando. Um, I haven't heard anything from a Florida tip that makes me concerned about, about losing Malik Bryant. Um, but if I'm wrong, you guys are going to throw that clip in my face forever, but the Florida fans, God bless you, but I, I don't think you're grabbing this one. Let's talk about Janelle Aguero. The, and, and by the way, did, did he lose a star? It looked like uh, he was a five-star composite, and I see he's now a four-star composite on 24 set. Maybe that means he is coming to Miami. Right? When players lose stars, that usually that usually doesn't mean you're going to Ohio State. That usually means you're coming to Miami when they start taking stars away. But, okay, so with, with Aguero, who's uh, one of the top safeties in the class, out of Massachusetts. We're going to have to wait and see on this one. This is going to be one of those where I'm going to go into his announcement and I'm going to have really no clue which hat he's going to put on. But the word has been over the last couple of days that Georgia is ready to close for Aguero. And that just goes to show you how much this stuff changes because last week I, I thought Georgia had lost a lot of ground for him, but apparently Georgia is now the favorite. Uh, overall, Janelle Aguero, it seems like his recruitment has been very hard to read because it's like every school that's after him, everybody thinks that that's going to be the school that lands him. So he there's not a whole lot of leaks coming out of the uh, the Aguero camp, right? Not a, not a whole lot of his fan, Or maybe there's too many leaks, and that's why nobody knows what's going on with him. But, you know, for the for the past couple of days, all the buzz has been pointing to UGA with Aguero, um, whereas like earlier in the week, I had been getting better feedback for him for Ohio State and Miami, but then it's been all Georgia lately. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, you know, we're also, so let me tie in Aguero to another four-star safety who Miami is favored for, and that's Jaden Bonzu. Now, we did. We were among the first to tell you a couple days back, a few days back, that Bonzu was going to postpone his announcement. He was originally scheduled, or at least scheduled recently, to announce this past Wednesday, two days ago. And then on Tuesday night, he pushed that back. Uh, on Tuesday, I had initially been told uh, this was not correct. I had been told that he was going to push it back from Wednesday to Saturday, that he would also be announcing tomorrow with all the other guys announcing, but um, he's pushed it back indefinitely. So he does not have a new announcement date set, Jaden Bonsu. So we're just, it's going to be wait and see with him. And he's been all over the place with his dates, right? Because he had originally been saying August 20th, then he moved it up to July 20th. Now he's moved it back indefinitely. So I don't know when he's going to do it. Um, now, a lot of people have been speculating because anytime a player moves their announcement date, fans are wondering what changed, right? Was he ready to pick a certain school and now a different school has like come in. Maybe he got a big NIL offer that, that, that uh, you know, he doesn't want to talk about. So he's, I don't think I, I don't know why he's pushed it back, but I don't think it's anything to worry about from a Miami standpoint. As as weird as it may be to say that, I, I've repeatedly been told not to worry about this one, at least not for right now. And he also he did release a statement, did Bonzu, that his postponement he says has nothing to do with which school he's selecting. So. I don't know what sort of personal reasons he has for just saying I'm not ready to get on camera and put a hat on 
today or tomorrow, but he claims, and it's the same thing I've heard. So this must be what he's telling people privately and publicly that this is not because of some, oh, I changed my mind and I was favoring one school and I'm favoring another. He's just, for whatever reason, he's just not ready to go on camera and do it. Um, you know, he's been crystal balled left and right to Miami and that seems to be the buzz. So if I was really, really greedy, yeah, I would want to land both Jaden Bonsu and Janelle Aguero in this class and Miami's safety core, would, which is already really good, by the way, because they've got unbelievable players there already uh, in James Williams and Avante Williams and Cam Kinchins. And then you could bring in the next generation. I still feel a lot better about Bonzu than I do about Aguero. But on Aguero, I mentioned a lot of the buzz today is Georgia. And so I, I've been asking folks who are in the know with this kind of stuff, like, should I just completely give up? Is he going to Georgia? I've been told it's still open. Miami still has a chance. He may not have even made up his mind yet, Aguero. I think Bonzu, I hope, has made up his mind for Miami. I don't think Aguero has necessarily made up his mind for anybody yet, which is the funny thing about it. Um, although I think he did say at Under Armour Future 50, he did claim that he already knew his school. So I don't I don't want to misquote the actual source. So maybe he does know, but I've I've been told Miami could still be in the mix there. So I uh but in, in any case, Bonsu is not announcing tomorrow. So I'm expecting Malik Bryant. I'm hopeful, but not expecting Janelle Aguero. So we'll talk about another big-time player, literally a big player, who's going to be announcing on Saturday uh, when we come back. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And guys, Make sure you subscribe. If you're an audio listener, subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Why am I drawing? Like Odyssey. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is that word? Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods. Subscribe to Locked on Canes and subscribe to our YouTube feed as well. So Peyton Kirkland, four-star offensive tackle from Dr. Phillips, Orlando. He's going to be announcing on Saturday. I've been told on Peyton Kirkland's. Miami's definitely in the mix, guys. Like, so I know some people have been writing it off, like, oh no, he's he's not coming to Miami. He's definitely. I, I've been told they're definitely in the mix. Now, some people, and I, even I said this earlier this week. I wondered this that if maybe Olaus Allenen, who's another offensive tackle, if he does end up picking Bama, not Miami, which he did this morning, he picked Bama, then that might push. Peyton Kirkland more towards Miami because there's less of a you know, congestion at the offensive tackle position. Um, I have been told, though, that that's not part of his decision-making process, that whatever Olaus decided today and he decided Bama, I was told that's not going to make a difference for Peyton Kirkland one way or the other. A little bit like when Emery Williams picked Miami, that didn't influence Jaden Rashada. He still picked Miami. So Whatever decision Peyton Kirkland is making, I don't think it has anything to do with what Olaus decided to do. Um, and so for Peyton Kirkland, the impression that I get is it might even be 50-50 between Miami and Michigan State. Maybe 55-45 in favor of Michigan State, but that Miami's right in there. Um, and on Peyton Kirkland, who very tall, excellent wingspan, I think he's an excellent offensive tackle personally. I see a lot of doubts and negativity about this guy from Canes fans. Here's what I'll say, okay? 
I always tread lightly when trying to judge someone's attitude based on what others say about them and based on how they portray themselves on Twitter and on Instagram, especially when you're talking about 17 and 16 year olds. Um, so as for what I know personally about Peyton Kirkland, because I try not to judge people unless I have firsthand or really solid secondhand experience. Uh, I have not watched Peyton Kirkland play in person ever. <laughs> I've never seen the guy play in person. I've watched some film. I've studied his scouting reports. But when I try to formulate an opinion on a recruit that I haven't seen in person and that I don't know a whole lot, I've never spoken to the man either, the young man. I've never had a conversation with him. So when I try to formulate opinions on guys that I don't know a whole lot about on a personal level, I try to talk to people like Larry Bluestein and like John Garcia, who are out there covering games, covering camps all the time in person and interact with these players. And um, Larry Bluestein, who we spoke to earlier this week, he's watched Peyton Kirkland play in person literally dozens of times. OK, and he's interacted with him on a personal level. Blue came on this show on Wednesday and he vouched for Peyton Kirkland and he also vouched for him off the air in case anyone was wondering about that. So it's not like he's saying one thing on the show and one thing off the show. So I'm going to put more weight on what blue tells me about Peyton Kirkland than random bros on a message board. That's just me. Okay. So if blue thinks that Peyton Kirkland is a hard worker and an upstanding dude, cause that's what he keeps uh, telling me. That's all I need to know. And, and also, I mean, not to mention Larry Bluestein. uh, the real people that have to judge Peyton Kirkland as a player and as a young man are Mario Cristobal, Alex Mirabal, Miami staff. And if they want him, if they do indeed want him here, then that's all I need to know. So I would love it. If Peyton Kirkland puts on the hat and throws up the U on Saturday, I would welcome him with open arms. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, Miami are favored for five-star offensive tackle, Samson Okunlola. Uh, hopefully he chooses to announce soon rather than later. Uh, we don't know when he's going to announce yet, but he's projected to Miami. And I think Miami could also start pushing more for Monroe Freeling, who really likes Miami. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, this is kind of going viral. I think this is pretty cool. The Miami Hurricanes have offered a 14-year-old, and for good reason, Tyler Parker, 14 years old. He just received an offer this week from Miami. Why? He's six feet tall, 295 pounds, and he looks like he's he's built like a young Lou Ferrigno or something, or young Schwarzenegger or something. This dude, like it's great. You see these videos of this guy Tyler Parker, like he's he's benching like a million pounds, he's doing pull-ups. Uh, you know, he he has like the 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 type of frame that I never imagined was possible for somebody at that age. He's massive and he's not even hit his growth spurt yet. He's a defensive tackle. Uh, plays at Santa Margarita Catholic in California. Uh, he doesn't have a star ranking yet, um, and you know he made uh, he made a social media post that he was offered from Miami. He thanked Mario Cristobal, Joe Salabea in a tweet. Now you know this guy, he literally cannot sign a national letter of intent for like three years or two years from now. He's a class of twenty twenty five guy, so it'd be two years away from him being able to sign an NLI, but. We know how important it is to get out in front of the pack when it comes to identifying talent and making offers. 
you know, within the next two years, who knows? Miami might be off his radar. He may be off Miami's radar for whatever reason. But, you know, the good ones, recruiters like Cristobal or recruiters like Nick Saban, when they identify talent 14, 15 years old, you get in there and you make that offer because that that gets you right in front and it reminds them Miami was showing me love before anyone else was or Alabama was showing me love before anyone else was. And Mario has got a history for this. You know, Cristobal, while he was at Oregon, he made the very first offer for Jaden Wayne coming off of his eighth grade season. Mario Cristobal identified the talent. He made him an offer while he was at Oregon. And then three years later, Jaden Wayne signs to play for Cristobal in Miami. So we'll have to see what happens with Tyler Parker. But so, guys, Mario Cristobal promised us. Well, he didn't promise us, to be fair, but he did say we feel a second really strong wave is coming in recruiting. We will see if that wave starts on Saturday. So I wish all the best to Olaus Allenen, who picked Alabama, and I'm wishing all the best to Malik Bryant, Janelle Aguero, and Peyton Kirkland, who are Miami targets, who are going to be announcing on Saturday. I hope to see one, two, or even three of them throwing up that U by the end of the day. We will talk to you again tomorrow. And guys, make sure you get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Thank you for making us your first. We will talk to you again. Probably, honestly, we'll probably do Saturday and Sunday episodes. So we will talk to you throughout the weekend on Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.